was so depraved. I went astray. The cost was great. I couldn't pay. It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success. Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom. Get said, Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus, listen now. Can to clear my Awards night ceremony. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, so I invite you to be part. We will try and change the place, make it fit for a, a dinner party. We'll have a cocktail party as well. Amen. Yeah, and awards will be presented to departments and to particular individuals who have been outstanding throughout the year. Amen. Amen. And then on 25th, 26th, and 27th, we'll be having our three days of prophetic results. Hallelujah. Yeah. 25th is a Friday evening. 26th, Saturday evening, 27th, we have our morning service and then our evening service. Hallelujah. Yeah, and uh, it will be glorious. And the 27th December morning also doubles up as our first anniversary as a church. Amen. Yeah. Are you celebrating Jesus? Hallelujah. God has been awesome with us. Amen. So I encourage you to be part. Tomorrow's service on Facebook Live is a strictly prophetic service. When I say a prophetic service, you understand what it means. It's not something I say. It's something you see. That is definitely a prophetic service. And tomorrow is dubbed in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we will be ministering and God will bring us testimonies. Amen. For all those who have lost the elections, we sympathize with you. For those who have won, we also share in your joy. Amen? Amen. Yeah. But I pray that we'll have a Ghana where we will not vote because of uh, where we come from. Amen? Amen? But we vote because of where we want to go to. Yeah. All right. So let me stay with my message and uh, let's do it. This is a healing service. Amen? Yeah, and I pray that in Jesus' name you have your own healing. Amen. Yeah. Isaiah chapter number 53. Isaiah chapter number 53. I think we need more than three ACs here. Yeah. I mean three plus what we have. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, engaging the blood of Jesus for my healing. I think we need like five ACs. It'll be okay. When you enter, you feel his presence naturally. Isaiah chapter number 53. So I'm not preaching for long. I'm preaching for 15 minutes. Then I minister by the Spirit. Holy Spirit, I ask for your power. I ask for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall show up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Now, Isaiah was prophesying about Jesus. And he said, for what I see, it will be difficult for me to explain. I am seeing something that people will not believe it. You know, when a man of God is anointed by God to speak prophetically, usually what he sees is in direct opposition to what people see. That's why Isaiah said, who will believe this report? Who will believe this report? You know, and he started talking about Jesus. And he said that Jesus shall grow up before God as a tender plant. Tender plant means weak plant. And as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. That means that when you see how he's going to look. And when you see how he's going to appear. He's not going to appear in a way that you will like. He's not going to appear in a form that you like. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Now here, Isaiah is prophesying not about the life of Jesus, not about the ministry of Jesus, but about the death of Jesus. Remember that Jesus is the brightest morning star. That means that in his very presence, he exudes glory and power. But Isaiah is talking about a certain time in the chronology of Jesus where the way he will appear will be in a way where people will not love. He will appear in a way where people will not easily be able to understand what is happening. So when Jesus was on the cross, the image that was on the cross, the person that was on the cross and how he looked is how Isaiah is speaking about here. It is like when a thief is arrested. Remember, when they were, they were, the Roman government was uh, sentencing Jesus' case per the power given them in the jurisdiction, they put him be, between two criminals. That, that means that they thought that his case was just a legal case, which is just a criminal case. That's why they could free the other guy who was Barabbas, who was actually a criminal to replace Christ. So they saw Jesus just as one of the criminals. And that is why they put him through those processes, legal processes of getting him out of the scene. So when they place him on the cross, they just place him like a thief who has done something against the government, like a criminal who has broken the course of the Roman government who should die. So when you see the image of Jesus and how he was on the cross, it's very different from the person of Jesus who was walking down on the street performing miracles. That's why Isaiah said, who shall believe this report? That a man who is anointed by the Spirit, a man who carries the unction of the Spirit, a man that people caught together to kill him that he passed through them, a man who entered into homes of people that people died and he brought them back to life a man who would walk upon the sea a man who will call the dead that has been dead for four days to come back to life Isaiah said who will believe this report 
that such a man will be having such a gory death on the cross. Nobody would believe. And it is that inability to correlate the person with, of Jesus and how he died that made Judas kill himself. Because Judas thought that when he betrays Jesus, it will be one of those things that will happen that later on, Jesus will find himself once again out of the claws of the Roman government and be in ordinary daylight. No, because if this man can walk on sea, he can, he can come out of prison. If this man can raise the dead, he can, he can just vanish out of them. But when he realized that when Jesus was arrested, he did not vanish. And they hit him and he really went to him. And he went to the cross and he really saw it. Then he realized that everything he had done was wrong. He thought he was doing something to just get money. But little did he know that he was facilitating the plan of God. And that is the awareness he received that caused him to kill himself. So the person of Jesus is a person of mystery. He has all power. But when he came to the cross, he was a man full of weakness. That's why Isaiah said, who will believe this report about the Son of God? Who will believe it? When the richest and the greatest suddenly looks the poorest, who will believe it? He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Now, when Jesus was on the cross, no man could look to him. Why? Because he, he was dying a shameful death. He was crucified among criminals. He was said to be somebody who had to die because he was a sinner. And nobody could look to him because he had been tripped. He has been beaten. They have placed tongues on his head. And they have, they have whipped him 39 strong lashes. Now, each of the Roman whip had seven different divisions. And it was made out of the leather of animals. With metals at the edges. So when they give you one like that, it's not seven, it's one. Forgive. And somebody as powerful of, as Jesus was silent going through it. Yeah. That's the mystery. That's the mystery. I'm sure if you were Jesus, you will vanish. You will let one of the soldiers become the person they are lashing. Ha! Fast. Forgive. Despised. A man full of shame. Naked on the cross. Naked. Naked. Just naked. So why did Jesus have to go through that pain? Why did he have to go through that sorrow? Why did he have to embrace that shame? Surely verse 4, he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. 
Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. That's why Isaiah said, who shall believe our report? Now listen, when Jesus was on the cross, all the religious people thought they were doing the work of God. And yet, Yeshua was silent. Yeshua, who is the son of God, was still silent. Now, the people who killed Jesus were religious people. Pharisees, Sadducees, Herodians, scribes. Typical religious people. That's why Isaiah said, when they kill him, they thought Jesus was smitten by God. They thought it was God who was dealing with Jesus. Why? Because they thought that themselves were a projection of all the systems of the knowledge of God. That if God would do something, it would have to go through them. Therefore, if they are doing something, then it is God who is doing it. Little did they know that it was not so. Yeah, you know, I want to make a point that you can see somebody going through something that you may think is God who is causing people to do that to him, yet God's hand is not in it. Yeah. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God. He said, it is God who is smiting him. It is God who is punishing him. It is God who is breaking him down. Yet Jesus is God. <laughs> That's why Isaiah said, who shall believe our report? This is a prophetic word spoken 560 years before Jesus was born. 560 years before he came on the scene. Yeah. So now, Isaiah is going to explain the wisdom of God. Why did God allow Jesus to go through all that? Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. So every wound that Jesus incurred on the cross was a wound for our sins. It was a wound because of our sins. He was bruised because of our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace, the requirement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. So everything that Jesus went through on the cross was for us and not for him. His wounds took away our sins. His bruises took away our stubbornness. And because he wanted us to have peace with God, he was ready to die. And by the stripes they gave him at his back, that is where we have our healing. So it was not just something that he did. It was symbolic and prophetic. He did it because of something. They nailed his hands so that the works of our hands will be blessed. 
they fixed the crown of thorns on his head. So that as God said that the work of man will only produce thorns. Jesus said, I have come to become the propitiatory sacrifice. I have stepped in and I have received that curse that should go on man. That henceforth what man does will not produce thorns, but will produce grace. And the stripes given at my back is for healing, for their healing. Now, this is a price that Jesus has already paid for humanity. He has already paid the price. He has already paid the price. Therefore, it is illegal to be sick. It is illegal to be sick. First Peter chapter 2 verse 24. It is illegal to be sick. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Now, when Peter was reiterating the prophetic word that Isaiah spoke. Now, when Isaiah spoke, Jesus was not born. When Isaiah spoke, 580 years later, Jesus comes on the scene. Then after 33 years later, Jesus dies. Then after that, Jesus commissions Peter to become the foremost apostle of the reconciliation message. Then when Peter was saying what Isaiah said, Peter changed the emphasis. Now, Isaiah said, by whose strength are healed? What we read in Isaiah chapter 53. But when Peter was saying the same, he said, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24, he said, by whose stripes ye were healed. That means that Peter is saying that your healing has been dealt with already by Christ. Isaiah is saying that I am prophesying concerning things to come. That by the stripes of Messiah you are healed. But when Jesus died and resurrected and ascended to heaven, Peter said, by his stripes you were healed. Past tense. So how can you be healed and be sick? It is not the understanding of scripture that will make a way for you. It is the understanding of what to do with the scripture that will make a way for you. It is not the knowledge of scripture that will make a way for you. It is the ability to receive what to do with the knowledge that will make a way for you. So, if I know this, what should I do? That's the question. That's the question. If I receive this understanding, 
what should I do with this understanding? Somebody here is receiving healing in the name of Jesus. So as I said, sickness is illegal to live in your body. Pain is illegal to live in your body. Disease is illegal to live in your body. Until you see the reality of this, you cannot partake in the experience thereof. I keep saying that it's not God's will for you to become a historian of scripture. But a man who can relate with the mysteries of the scripture. God is not trying to let you know verses. He's trying to let you see the reality of what he has done. Now, until you see what he has done, you cannot partake of it. May somebody's eyes be open in the name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 13, verse 15. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. God's will for you is for you to have all that there is in him. Everything you want is available in God. Everything you will ever need is available in God. Peace, joy, love, promotion, success, good marriage, good children. Everything you want is available in God. But the requirement is your own ability to see it so that you partake in it. So, if you cannot see what he's saying, you cannot hold what he's saying. I am not talking about being close to a man of God. You see, most things can fool you. Things can fool you. Perhaps you may even be thinking you're already a man of God. Things can fool you. But when you don't have the resource, it means something is wrong. Between you and God, God is not wrong. God is not wrong. If there is somebody who is wrong, it's you, not God. And time will not change anything. Time will only prove the decisions you made in the past. Some people have hope in time. Time does not change anything. Time only reveals what was done in the past. Hmm. So, time does not have the power to give you what you are looking for. No, thinking that because you are sick over time you will be healed is stupid. People were sick and over time they died. In the same way, thinking that you are poor so over time you will be rich is useless because people were poor and they died more in poverty. When you read the book of 1 Kings, you see how a prophet died and placed the whole family in debt. 
And how the wife of that prophet, when Elisha was prophesying to her, could not believe it. He said, don't lie to me, man of God, because my husband was a prophet. Yet when he died, my two children were taken as bond servant to go and serve forever. So time will not bring the money. Time will not bring the healing. Time will not bring the joy. Time will not bring the peace. Time will only show the decision you made. So if there is something you have to do, you have to decide differently so that time reveals things differently. But the quality of your decision is always predicted by the quality of information available to you. That's why having a revelation of the word is important because that will decide on how you decide and how you decide will determine what happens in future. Now, if a child goes to school and she decides not to learn and the parents are in the home thinking that after four years she will bring a certificate, after four years she will bring either pregnancy or a problem. Now, time has revealed what the child was doing in school. Time has not changed anything. It has only revealed the power of the seed that that lady or that guy sowed. So that is the same way you should not just be thinking about how time will change things. But how your decision in the current will change what will happen in the future. That is why God spoke to Abraham and said that as far as your eyes can see, I have given to you. So if your eyes cannot see, your hand cannot hold it. If your eyes cannot see it, your hand cannot hold it. That, that it's not the knowledge of what I'm saying that will change you. It's the knowledge of what to do with what I'm saying that will change you. Hmm. Holy Spirit. Now, you can know that by his stripes you are healed. And you can still live a life where you depend on medication. Yeah. Even though you know that by his stripes you are healed. It's not the knowledge of it. It's what to do with that knowledge. Mark chapter 5. May somebody's eyes open in the name of Jesus. Mark chapter 5. Verse 27, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. Now listen, she knew that Jesus was going to town. Remember the Bible had said, when she had heard of Jesus. So she had possessed the knowledge that the healer is passing. The same way you have possessed the knowledge that Jesus has healed all your sicknesses. But it did not stop there. It was not just a knowledge of the fact that the healer was passing. What did she do? She said, if I touch the clothes of the man, I shall be made whole. And straight away, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. It's not the knowledge that Jesus could heal. But the action that she took that brought the knowledge. That brought the results. That's what I'm saying that. It is not about knowing that Jesus' stripes bring you healing.
healing. It is about what you do with that knowledge. And until you take that conscious effort and personal obligation and responsibility to do something with the knowledge you have received from his word, it will still be unprofitable. Every is having knowledge but not full knowledge. Partial knowledge is what produces deception. When people are deceived, they have some sort of knowledge, but they do not have comprehensive understanding of the whole intricacies. You know something about it, but you don't know everything about it. That's why you are deceived. That's why people say, I'm surprised he was like this. What does that mean? You knew a certain part of that person, but you did not know another part of the person. That over time, when the other part of the person was revealed, you thought that you have been deceived. Why? Because you only had the ability to possess partial knowledge but not full knowledge. Now, so many, in, so many people in church are deceived. Now, they have an understanding of the fact that Jesus has healed them but they don't have an understanding that they have to do something with that revelation to see it. And if you keep doing nothing about the revelation, that he has given you, you will be disappointed. Why? Because you have not received full knowledge of what he delivers. So, it is not about knowing that Jesus heals. It's about knowing that as I know that Jesus heals, I am going to do this to see my healing. Somebody get to me. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. The more you know Him, the more grace you enjoy. The more you know Him, the more peace you enjoy. And of Jesus our Lord, verse 3. According as His divine power has given us unto us. All things that pertained unto life and godliness. All things that pertains to life and godliness. According as his divine power has given unto us. Through the knowledge of him who has called us unto glory and virtue. Listen. Listen. When the woman touched the hem of the garment of Jesus. Jesus said, virtue has gone out of me. Bible said, according as his divine power has given us all things that pertains unto life and godliness. The systems within which we want to see success is our life and our godliness. Our life has to do with our relationship with other people. Our godliness has to do with our relationship with God. So both our horizontal and vertical dimensions of our life we can have success. That is what the Bible is saying. But it is true knowledge. However, the knowledge is not the end. The knowledge is the means to get what? Glory and virtue. So when Jesus said, virtue had gone out of me. Jesus was saying that this woman understands that all things can happen to her through knowledge. 
and she has put that knowledge into effect that now she has the virtue. And she was healed. So it's what you do with the mystery of God that will determine what happens in your life. The slogan of failures is God will do it. The slogan of successful people is what is it that I have to do about this? Change this in. What do you have to do? What do you have to do? That's the question. Mark 9, 23. What do you have to do? Watch me. A miracle is not a surprise to the one who received it. He has done what he has to do to see the miracle. Every time, every miracle will place on you a responsibility of what to do to see the miracle. So, miracles don't just happen. Miracles happen to people who have made prepared plans for it. Remember, most people touch Jesus that day. That's why the disciples told Jesus that thou seest the multitude thronging thee and thou askest who touched my clothes. It was not the touching of his clothes per se. It was the preparedness of the mind that if I touch the clothes, I will be made whole. That's the difference. That's the difference. Others touching, I'm sure they say, sorry for touching you. Sorry, I didn't see you, I'm sorry. Somebody said, if I touch him, I know the disease has left. Miracles happen to people who prepare for them. Miracles may look very spontaneous. But they are prepared. And they are well calculated. Because there is always something you have to do. To see the miracle. Always. Every miracle that does not require. Any responsibility from you. I keep saying it's a sham. There is always something you have to do. Remember the miracle at the wedding at Cana? Mary said, whatever he says, do it. Jesus said, fill the pots with water. That was the miracle. The miracle required their human responsibility of filling it with water. God will not do that part. Jesus will not do that part. They ought to fill it with water. There is always something you have to do towards what you are believing God for. 
And God's part is always settled on the matter. It is whether you will do what you have to do. So, know what you have to do and do it. That is when the miracle comes. Mark chapter 9 verse 23 as I end. Mark chapter 9 verse 23. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, Jesus was not a man who was telling the truth. Jesus is the truth. You see, most people can uh, tell you, especially in an African context, that uh, when I had a headache, I took this drug, so take it and you'll be okay. Is that not so? That does not make the person a medical doctor. Now, the medical doctor may be telling you the same thing, but he tells you by the office experience, expertise as a medical doctor. When Jesus says things that you agree with, it's not because you agree with it, that's why it is right. He is the truth. Whatever he said that people did not agree with, did not change the fact that he was the truth. It was not that he was telling lies or he was telling the truth. Himself is the truth. Jesus said that I, as I'm standing here, I am the way. You see, the problem that all other religions have with Jesus is that all other religions are ready to accommodate Jesus. So when you open other books, he is there. You see that a prophet, a good man, a kind man, somebody who did something. They say, oh, wait me, we, we, we accept him. He's also part of us. They were all sent. We were all sent by the same God. So when they turn to the side of Jesus, they beckon on Jesus. Why don't you say the same thing about us? That we were all sent. That we all came from the same God. Jesus said, okay, I have a point to make. They say, make. He said, I am the way. They say, uh, can you water it down? He said, I am the truth. The only person who could say that amongst every other philosophy, I am the, 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 the specific, particular, definite. I am the way. I am the truth. He said, you are stretching it. He said, I'm also the life. He said, ah, then let's return. He said, no man goes to the father. No man. Irrespective of their religion, irrespective of their ideas, irrespective of their culture, irrespective of what they think, no man goes to the father except exclusive. Jesus claims exclusive rights to God. He's the truth. He's not telling what is right. He is the truth. 
It changes the difference. You, you, you can't bring him to that other religious personalities discussion. Hmm. He said, nobody goes to the Father except through me. He cuts everyone off. Claims exclusive ownership to what it takes to meet the Father. How can you have different ways to go to him then? He said he's the only one. So listen to what that truth said. That person of truth. Listen to what he said. If you can believe. If you can believe. Mark 9, 23. If you can believe, Yeshua. Listen. Jesus and his God said, there is no way you can water it down. If thou canst believe, all things are Possible to him that believes. When the father of this child heard what Jesus said, he realized that Jesus was saying that it's possible to give life to your child once again. The guy realized that he did not have that faith. God, I'm praying for a miracle, but I don't believe. Jesus said, do you believe that I, the son of man, am able to do this? Lord, I believe you created heaven and earth. No. Do you believe that I, the son of man, am able to do this? Lord, I believe you made the stars. There you are running. You are running away from this particular case you have. Do you believe that I, the son of man, am able to do this? Listen to what the guy said. And straight away the father of the child cried out and he said with tears, Lord, I believe. In the same breath, then he continued, help me with my unbelief. I believe, but I don't believe. Listen, there is no health situation that Jesus has not taken care of. Do you believe this? Now yesterday I was watching Shiloh 2020 live. And <laughs> I mean, Bishop Oedipo prayed for more, not more than four minutes. And he said, those who have had healings come forward. They gave the microphone to his son, Pastor David Oedipo Jr. And he had written down the testimonies. This, our sister, Emilia, whatever, uh, had a problem with the neck for 10 years, but is healed now. And they were clapping. This, our brother, missed her whole section of the tooth, 
but for 20 years now, but the moment you pray, the whole section of the tooth has been filled. Then clap. This student was dead. I, 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 I took snapshots. This is a dead guy. A dead person at the mortuary. Dead. You see this image. Dead. The person has been embalmed in white cloth. Prayed for. On Do you believe that? I am the son of God. Jesus, ask me in the same breath. Do you, do you want to hear what I want to say? You can just say it for everybody to hear that you believe, but you don't believe. Jesus knows the reality of your heart. Do you believe that I am able to do this? Now, as I was watching the preaching and the teaching of the word on Shiloh 2020, Turn around encounters. I was having serious headache. By the time he was done with the service, the headache was gone. I said, is there a way I can send my own testimony to? Do you believe? If people believe that when they touch the clothes of anointed men, they will be healed, then people should be fighting to touch the clothes of men of God. <laughs> Is that not so? You have to develop your faith in God. Listen to me. Don't say that God can do it. God can do it. That's not the message. The, the message is that I believe that God can do my own problem. That's it. Because somebody's headache is not somebody's headache. Now I met somebody today. She was telling me about how she enjoys okra's soup. I cannot explain to you how I dislike okra soup. Yeah. I mean, when I put okra soup in my mouth, something happens to this side of my neck. I don't know whether it's my mind or what, but anytime I put okra out, then it goes. That's somebody's favorite. Everybody has a different problem. <laughs> Listen, the testimony of the word of God is true. Whatever God said he has done in his word, he did it. Whatever God said he can do, he can do. <laughs> he 
<laughs> you have to rise up to the level of what God says. Believe what God says. And stay with what God says. What you receive from God is determined by you. What you receive from God is determined by you. God is able to do whatever you said he can do. But are you able to believe? Somebody say, I believe. Somebody say, I believe. I believe. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all. Yes. All these words mean the same thing. You see, God is somewhere. God said, what I'm, what I'm able to do, number one, is exceeding, it's not enough. And it's abundant, not enough. And it's above, above what? All. Come on. But look at the force that is behind what God is able to do. Abound above all that we ask or think. You see, most people don't know that when they think something is the same as they have asked it in the sight of God. That's what Jesus said. When a man sees a woman and lasts after in his heart, he has committed adultery. For God, what you think and what you ask is the same because they are product of words. You think by words. You act on words. Same. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. God is able to do everything above what we think and above what we ask. What if you are not a thinker? And what if you do not ask? So most people do not think. And most people do not ask. But thinking is a proof of your faith now. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word. Every word you hear, you think about it. That's it. So God is able to do according to your faith. And he's able to do beyond a beyond what your faith will require. But do you have faith to believe him for what he can do? I say that Jesus is not healing everybody because not everybody has faith. Why is it that not everybody's life is turned around? Because it's not everybody who has faith. 
Why should Jesus be waiting for your faith before he does something? Because he can do according to your faith. That's it. He can do everything. But the parameter of his divine ability in your specific life is determined by your own faith. That no faith is equal to no miracles. No faith is equal to no miracles. Postponed faith is equal to postponed miracles. <laughs> Irish, Irish faith is equal to Irish, Irish miracles. Hey, I say, it's kind of shit. God is healing somebody's arm right now in Jesus' name. You build your faith system. You build your faith system. You, you believe God for something big. He does it. You believe him for bigger. That's it. I, I watched a video of Winners Chapel last week where Bishop Oedepo is about to break down the 50,000 Bay Tabernacle Church to build a 300,000 chapel. A chapel that will contain 300,000 people. They are already terminating People, others are leaving the place. They are short-circuiting the place. They will break it down. And use the space of the 50,000. You see, let me explain something to you. That the church size occupies 50,000 people. And the overflow of the church occupies 52,000 people. That's 102,000 people. Four services every Sunday. Which is 408,000 people. And he's going to break down that 50,000 church to build a 300,000 church and use the 50,000, 52,000 church as overflow. Without struggle. Somebody is struggling with believing God for 100 members. Same Bible. Same reading. Different application. Don't he chat it from same syllabus? Somebody gets F and B. Say, man, Somebody gets 85%. Same teacher. You try 85 and then say, man, You try. Say, man, If you fail, it's you. It's you. It's you. Somebody may throw stones at you. You are not under obligation to throw it back. You can use it to build a defense. It's you. Let your faith come alive.
Begin to pray. Father, increase my faith. Are you praying? Father, increase my faith. In Jesus' name, amen. You are here, you are sick, you have a sickness in your body. You have a sickness since you were born. You have any condition like that, stand up and come. Let me pray with you. You have any sickness in your body, any sickness at any point of your body, stand up and come. Let me pray with you. Hallelujah. Line up here. We are going to have miracles. Amen. I thought people would be happy. I said we are going to have miracles. Amen. He touched me. He touched me. Oh, what a joy that fills my soul Something happened And now I know He touched me And made He touched me, he touched me, and oh, what a joy that fills my soul, something happened, and now I know. He touched me and made me whole. He touched me. He touched me and oh. What a joy that fills my soul. Lift your voice, let's sing unto him. Something 
Listen to me, and those of us that be here with me. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Whatever God cannot do does not exist. Whatever God cannot do does not exist. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Believe in the Lord your God. I'm reading the second part. So shall you be established. Believe his prophets. So shall you prosper. Now, those of you here, look at me. Listen to me. It's not just God who is going to heal you. Listen, be here. Now, believing that God will heal you is important. But it's only one part of the deal. You have to believe that the person who is standing in front of you, when he lays hands on you, you will be healed. Now, if you just believe that God will heal you, and you don't believe that God will use the person to heal you, uh, you can as well go to God for healing. Be here. Be here. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be a Believe his prophet, so shall you prosper. Your faith is not just in God. Even though God is the person who will heal you, your faith is in the person who is going to lay hands on you for your healing. If you don't believe that the person's prayer will bring the healing, it will not happen. Mirabel, come. Now, be here. Watch me. Now, this I'm a Sunday. Now, you see, she had a situation of an incurable disease. Now, I was studying in my father's hall when suddenly the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me about miracle and that she's crying because of something somebody has told her. So, I called her and I asked her, what 
the person tell her, why are you crying? And she said, she went for a checkup or something. I think she didn't even plan it. When she went, she just, the person convinced her and she wanted to do it. And they tested her hepatitis B positive. So I told her, that, don't cry, don't worry. When we meet on Saturday, I'll pray for you and you'll be healed. And we cut the line. It was a Thursday. So Saturday, we went to our meeting at Achimota Forest. Then I called her. I told everybody around, now be here, be here, be here. I told everybody around that this is the situation. The Lord spoke to me. And Mirabel has confirmed, I'm going to pray for her and she's going to have her healing. Everybody said, Amen. She was not just believing God. She believed that as I lay my hands on her, she will be healed. So I laid my hands on her. She fell down and she stood up. Then she sat down. It didn't take more than 10 seconds. It did not take more than 10 seconds. Now she went back to the same medical facility. The same medical doctor who went through the check again and told her she was negative. And the doctor said she has made nonsense of his profession. Because he cannot believe it. And her own mother said, I have gone to see the doctor for us to connive because she can also cannot believe it. But this is the lady, very intelligent, growing up, mature, wise thinking, who cannot just lie about a medical record that can bring her life down. But her faith was enough to produce the results. Standing in front of you without any trace of that sickness. You can say that. So, don't be waiting. Me, when I pray for people, I don't expect them to fall down. I tell you, when, I, when you fall down, I suspect you. It's witchcraft. Don't fall. Let me let just lay my hands on you and go and sit down. And let us see the miracle that God will do miracles in Jesus' name. Yeah. Something is loosening up. Something is loosening up. I want you to pray, Father. I receive faith for my healing. Pray. I receive faith for my healing. You are healed in the name of Jesus. You are healed in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. I cast the root of pain in the name of Jesus. You are healed in the name of Jesus. You are healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. I cast the root of pain. In the name of Jesus. Be healed right in the name of Jesus. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be delivered. Right now. In Jesus name. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Sickness. Pain. It's leaving your body now. In the name of Jesus. Receive your healing right now. 
healed right now in the name of Jesus. name. Amen. Father, we thank you for healing. We thank you for miracles. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You are healed. God, the Lord bless you. We are waiting for your testimony. Hallelujah. You can go and take your seat. We are waiting for your testimony. So whatever it is, I want you to begin to check yourself and the Lord has healed you. Amen. Will you clap your hands unto Jesus? Are you clapping? Hallelujah. There is no problem that is so big. It's your faith. It's your faith. But I know that this evening, the faith of people have been released for miracles and for healing. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, so we are waiting to hear. I am waiting and expecting some miracles to happen. Amen? Yeah, I'm already seeing a sign of a miracle. Hallelujah. I'm already seeing a sign of a miracle. There's somebody who came forward that the issue has to do with the reproductive system. But it's not a, a lady, it's a guy. God is touching that body. Yeah, God is touching that body. Yeah, something is loosening. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah, will you celebrate Jesus? Hallelujah. Yeah. Lift up your two hands. I pray for you that in the name of Jesus, any part of your life that you are believing God for healing, let there be healing for you. 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 In Jesus' name. You have received all you need to know today in order to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word. Accept it. Adjust to it and apply it. Your results are coming. You can contact the man of God on plus 233-577-296-916 or on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, podcast, and YouTube via the handle Prophet Ohinibe Queen. You can also meet him live at the Mountain of Results Auditorium, Dansuman Market Complex, Accra, Ghana. Stay blessed. To clear my deck,